Here's a message from Ken Lavica. As the great Dustin Rhodes once said, it's hard times, Bubba. Football's over. What do we do? Stone the Banowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Well, the national nightmare is here. The long stretch, harrowing, tumbleweed, blowing through the desert streets, apocalypse approaching, four horsemen on the horizon, seven months without football. Good God, how do we do this? Ken Levick alive here on a Friday on ESPN 106.3. Look who came back. Uh, she's a team player, if you will. She's Jeanette Javier. Third tour of duty this week on Ken Levick Alive. Why do you keep coming back? Don't you have anything better to do with your life? It can't be this. I just heard you missed me. You and Stone missed me, so I figured <laughs> I'd just come in. back. Yeah. yeah, all right, that's fine. It's good to have you. Jeanette Javier in for a third straight day. Uh, whether that's a judgment on us or a judgment on her, that has yet to be uh, <laughs> determined. We're in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach. Phillips Point Towers, right off of the crystal clear and gorgeous Intracoastal. Speaking of gorgeous, the man who runs this show, he is Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights. He's in charge until 2 o'clock. Since the final week of August, Jeanette, we have had Saturdays full of college football. College football in my house starts at 9 a.m. Eastern time because that's college game day. Yes. So we go straight through college game day into uh, the trash bag noon Big Ten game and uh, through uh, whenever the Canes play, which is usually like 2.30, 3 o'clock, and then the Saturday night game. And then you wait two weeks, and then there's the NFL. So your Saturdays, football starts at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. and goes all through the night. And I'm working. I'm, I'm calling FAU games, so I'm all college football all the time. Yep. And then Sunday is you lock in uh, what stone a pregame show like I I don't I don't try and get caught up with pregame shows but I like the ambient football noise oh, yeah. if you will so I will pop on a pregame show just sort of background listening at like what 10:30 10.30 sounds about right to get Terry Bradshaw going. You know, just everybody to warm you up. <laughs> well, don't forget at 10.30, that's more like the the Rex Ryan, yes, Randy is. Moss, ESPN, Steve Young uh, NFL pregame. Uh, when does NFL Sunday start in your house, Jeanette? Noon. Noon? It starts at noon. Okay. Just one hour She's before. a Terry Bradshaw girl. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. She's a JB girl. All right, that's fine. No problem. Jay Glazer. Jay, yeah, yeah. She likes her Jay Glazer. A little Michael Strahan. That's right. <laughs> Uh, Give me that gap. Oh, man, do we miss football already. I can tell. We're just <laughs> naming members of pregame shows on multiple networks. Uh, so we now are in a spot where that's gone because you had Saturday, all football. Sunday, all football. And then you would exit the weekend and know, hey, Monday, I've got football too. Something to look forward to. This is great. The Manning cast, awesome. That doesn't exist anymore, kiddos. We are post-football. And we're not going to have competitive tackle football unless you count the USFL, which I don't, until August. And it sucks. And it makes me feel badly. And it makes me feel poor. And I don't know what to do with myself. What do we do now? 
what do we do now that football is gone? And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about, oh, well, there's the NBA, Ken, and, well, maybe baseball's going to show up. Is it? Is it? Is baseball actually going to be played? We don't know. Because the great thing about football is that it spans entire days of your weekend. Yeah. So you revolve around football. If you have chores to do, it all revolves around when football is. Now, sports revolves around everything else in your weekend because football no longer exists. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with myself. This actually means I may have to make efforts <laughs> on weekends to communicate with people, to reconnect with people, to do things around my home, pick up a hobby. I have no idea what to do. I, I, what do we do now that football is over? What are you doing? Like even this weekend, okay? Even this weekend, let's just start now. This weekend, what are you doing now that football is over? What are you doing now that football is over? Because me, my family, is going camping. Camping. You like how silent it got? Yeah, camping. <laughs> Camp. Let me repeat that. Camping. Where at? Uh, I'm actually not going because I have FAU basketball. <laughs> are you excited? Now, that's the thing. I still, my, because I'm a little bit different, my life still kind of revolves around sports. Now, what's really going to be scary is a month from now, it really doesn't revolve around sports and FAU basketball is over. But my, my wife is a bigger football fan than me. She's bringing my girls camping. They're going camping somewhere two hours away. I can't remember where. But they're going camping. Think about it. Camping. Football's over and they've decided they want to live outdoors for a weekend. That's deep. I mean, that is that is that is deep down no football depression mode right there. I feel like that's a great transition though. Instead of spending, so you support it. I support it because instead of going from football weekend plans, yes, to all of a sudden being at home, with nature. No, no, being at home doing nothing. It's a transitional period. Got it. Where you're going, where you're actually still active. Being productive. So it's easier I'd not to be at home so you don't miss football. You're in nature and you're amongst the squirrels. It's Yes. It's like when you break up with somebody and the breakup's really bad. Uh-huh. And then you have to keep your brain and your body right. active you're trying so to you don't d- think about the so breakup. My, my wife and kids are going to be as far away from the TV as they possibly can. Yes. But as they're they gonna, can be. But they're still going to be very distracted by the squirrels and the birds <laughs> and the alligators and yeah. the waters. Okay. Okay. So... So my family's going camping. That's how they are going to uh, cope with no football. What are you doing now that football is over? And again, this isn't, oh, I'm going to watch the NBA All-Star game. That isn't, that's not the Sunday at like 5 o'clock. Oh, what about the slam dunk contest? That's like tomorrow night at 9. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking about like during the day, what are you actually going to do? Are you going to actually spend time with your family? Are you going to have to fix something Cringe. in your home? Is this a time to service your hot water heater? I don't know. What are you doing this weekend with no football? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. Now that football is over and your weekends no longer revolve around that sport, those games where it is basically morning until late at night, morning until late at night football, Things are different now. Mm-hmm. Now, sports are at night. There's no daytime sports any longer. We don't know if baseball is coming. So what are you doing? And another thing I have to do this weekend, Jeanette? What? Mow my lawn. 
And now you have no excuse. There's no excuse. No excuse no. at all. Especially because my family has decided they're going camping. And so if they get back from camping, and the only responsibility I have this weekend work-wise is FAU basketball Saturday at 4 against Middle Tennessee State, and the grass isn't mowed, it's going to be some problems. Again, just like Dusty Rhodes, hard times, Bubba, in the Levica household. <laughs> it's not going to be good. So I also need to mow my lawn and edge. That's the worst part of mowing the lawn is the, using the edger. Any marathons, any races going on this weekend around the state? Uh, Fort Lauderdale has their uh, marathon. I'm not running another marathon. You're hiding from it. <laughs> yes. And oh. you have no excuse. He's mowing the lawn. He's busy. Oh. Yeah. No, I, I would be terrified if I, if, I, if I do not get the lawn mowed and I am not in the office on Monday, you'll know why. Your ass is grass. My, <laughs> yes, yes. That was actually, well I, don't know if you, I don't know if you meant to do that, but that was superb. An, <laughs> an ass and grass pun. Well done. Uh, what are you doing this weekend without football? Because football takes it all over. It's an all-day sport. Saturday and Sunday. And this is the first time in seven months that we don't have it. There's a void. I'm actually reconnecting with friends. You are, know, you, are you brunching? Not this time. But you know when you, you football was always my excuse. Like, oh, I can't meet up with you because I'm watching the game. Uh-huh. Oh, the Bucks play. Uh, so now there's no excuse. Yeah. yeah. And they know there's no excuse. So I'm actually going to meet up with people and socialize. Wow. Instead of just hanging out with my dog. You can tell who is married and has kids and who is not married and who doesn't have kids. My plans involve mowing the grass, so I'm not in deep trouble Sunday evening. Jeanette is reconnecting with friends. (laughs) Our lives are not the same. What are you doing now that football is over? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On Twitter, at KLV1063. Let's start with Kelly in Palm Beach Gardens. Kelly is on Ken LeVick Alive. What's up, Kelly? First of all, love. good stuff, good stuff. Appreciate you, Kelly. <laughs> so my son and I, having gone to Daytona a few times and Homestead a few times, have become, he's a really big race fan, and the Daytona 500's on this weekend. Oh, that's right. It's hard to watch that whole thing, but if you go in person, it's amazing. And so we'll be watching that a little bit, and then I'll be heading up to, like, the grouper or Blue Point to catch live music on the water without, you know, having to cut away and go peek at the TV every 10 minutes. You know what, Kelly? That sounds like a really good weekend. That sounds like a great weekend. And you know what? The Daytona 500, you're right, it's it's tough to to watch the entire thing, but it's not impossible. Uh, going to NASCAR races is a blast, yeah. actually. I've actually never been to a NASCAR race. I have been to a couple of Indy 500s. I know it's it's obviously different, but auto racing live is is real deal. But you're not you're not so doing, amazing. You're not doing Daytona in person though, right, Kelly? No, for his birthday, I'm taking him to Charlotte. It'll be our first out of the state race that we go to. Right so we're on. excited about that. That's His great. favorite driver is Kyle Larson, so it's been a he won the championship last year. He's on the pole for Daytona, so it'll be a fun Sunday in the Herman household. That was a really productive Kelly call, and appreciate the call, Kelly, because I had no idea who won the NASCAR championship last year. So now we know, and I was reminded that Daytona 500 is this weekend. I just appreciate NASCAR races because you can bring a soft cooler and actually bring your own beers inside. Okay, it's very nice. You are you, you are. <laughs> 
not it is not difficult to please you. No. Ooh, soft coolers, weekend made. Beers! Yay! <laughs> Wait, but but it, as opposed to what? Going to like an NFL stadium? Yeah, you can't bring in beers bring in an up. NFL stadium. Yeah, that's why they make you chug it before you get in. Many, many of them. Yeah. Now this next caller, Scott from West Palm, is a genius, and we need to take out our notepads. All right, Scott, I'm getting my pen ready to go. Mine's Scott good. in West Palm. Scott, uh, the 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 he, he, like Stone is calling him a genius. This call is so profound. You're on Ken Levick alive, Scott. What are you doing this weekend? So my wife doesn't watch TV. She doesn't watch sports. She really just Netflix. So she has no idea that the Super Bowl already passed. She doesn't even know football season has ended. So I've been going. I played poker. I got golf this Sunday. Next Sunday, I'm going on a boat with some buddies in Miami. She has no idea. Like, she doesn't know sports. Even if I talk sports, she goes, I don't want to hear it. So, so I don't say anything. So I just say, she usually knows Sundays I go downtown and watch the games with the boys. So that's what she's assuming. Scott, <laughs> Scott, let me, let me ask you, what if your wife decides to at some point just like open a newspaper in July and realizes that there's not a single anything about football anywhere and the gig is up? What are you gonna what are you gonna do then? So you mean to tell me how long how long have you been bamboozling her into thinking that the NFL has been playing? Is this like years on end? This is year three and it goes on until about <laughs> April and then um yeah, that's about it. And then the problem is so my boys know now because we used to talk about it at like get togethers and brunches and they know the gig. So they used to go, you know, oh, I can't believe they lost and I go don't say anything. So we've been doing this for three years. They know because it's very hard for me to get away on the weekends. I have kids. So for me to go golfing and go boating and playing poker, they love it. My buddies love it. So Scott, yeah, if she doesn't ask, I'm not going to say anything. That is the most incredible damn thing that I have ever heard. <laughs> relationship Scott, goals. Scott, appreciate the call. Well, relationship goals, maybe, except that these relationship goals mean that the husband is completely misleading and tricking the wife, and the wife is completely oblivious to anything going on around her. So if that's relationship goals, then sure. Maybe they're just a match made in heaven because they both have... (laughs) I don't know how they came together. One person has ulterior motives and the other one doesn't know what a motive is. I'll have an oblivious husband so I could eat (laughs) brunch, drink brunch, and watch football all day on a Sunday. Absolutely. I just want to recap. Scott's wife thinks that the NFL has been going on nonstop for three years. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and he's still going. And he's living his best life every weekend. You know what that reminds me of? It's sort of like these these people that are, are running Ponzi schemes or money laundering, and they eventually know that the law is going to catch up to them. It, it's not sustainable this criminal activity that they're conducting, but they're going to live it up as long as they possibly can before the walls close in on them. Uh-huh. They're going to they're gonna flaunt it. They're going to buy the mansions, draw all the attention, but you know what? They know they're going to get caught, so they might as well just go all out. Hey, I'm going to run this Ponzi scheme, make all this money, buy the PJ. Uh, I'm going to uh, money launder and make sure that I'm as rich as I possibly can be. At least it was worth it. That's mm-hmm. what Scott's doing. Now, he's not going to go to prison for it, but Scott has convinced his wife that the NFL season is three years long. And his kids are in on it. And his, right. Yeah, that's the thing. It's a coordinated effort now with an entire group. Blood, family, family. That poor wife. Goals, man. But you know what I say, that poor wife? But if she's oblivious to it and she's living in her own Netflix world, 
Good for her, too. She's living her life, too. My theory, she knows, and she's just happy Scott's the hell out of the house. (laughs) Dang, Ken. (laughs) Scott, that is brilliant. Joe is in Jupiter. Joe, what's going on? You're on Ken LeVick Alive. Thanks for taking my call. Speaking of relationships, 13 years ago today is when my wife and I got married. It's our 13-year anniversary today. Thank you very much. It's been 13 wonderful years. Uh, my wife knew before we got married how passionate I was to the Cowboys in the NFL. So mm-hmm. it stinks that the NFL is over because, first of all, monetarily, that's the only time I ever do partake in maybe some gambling. I'm okay. not saying I do, but if I were to. So financially, it's okay. That's positive. And that leaves the other 35 or so Sundays out of the year to you know do things with the family, which is also important on a Sunday because usually work-wise, I don't have time during the week. And so I – and, you know, she – you know, I, I get 16 or 17 weeks out of the out of the year on Sundays, and then she knows that if we want to do things activity-wise, our Sundays are free. So that, that's the positive out of it, which is, uh, you know, so it's, you give a little and you take a little. That's and great, that's, Joe. That's You're a good family man, Joe. What 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 did you get your wife for uh, for your anniversary? Well, here, here's how we do it. I think I've said this on the show before. So nothing, uh, well, Joe. The day's not over yet. Oh, okay. The day's not over yet, but I'll tell you what we did a couple of nights ago because uh, they have specials for kids under oh. 10. Oh, okay. I we thought that was going a different whoa, direction. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. Wait, where did, where did you end up going, oh, Joe? No. I'm sorry. Uh, how, you ever heard of Duffy's? We went and had a fabulous dinner at Duffy's a couple of nights ago. What is this Duffy's when, thing? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, good. I'm glad I'm glad to hear you had a good meal at Duffy's because there's no such thing as a bad meal at, at, at Duffy's. What did you get from Duffy's? Absolutely not. It was it was fabulous. I had the chicken quesadillas. Nice. She had some sort of special hamburger that was just fantastic, and then the kids just absorbed whatever I, whatever they had. They ate it so quick. Yeah. I don't know. They had the chicken tenders. Anyways, I don't want to go over the whole Duffy's menu. But no, it's you fabulous. can. Yeah, I uh, mean, I'll call Evan right now, and he'll go over the whole damn Duffy's menu with you. <laughs> yep, I hear every word he says. Yep. One of these days I'm going to take off on what he talks about. It sounds fantastic, but never had a bad bad day at Duffy's at all. It's just right down the street, so that Damn was right. kind of why we went there. Damn but, uh, right, Joe. Joe, uh... But anyway. Yeah, happy anniversary, brother. Happy anniversary. Uh, well, thank you. Have a uh, have a good it. weekend without football. Once again, as always, uh, sorry about the Cowboys, Next. but I uh, appreciate yeah. you being a good uh, a good family man, Joe, uh, Joe in Jupiter. Uh, again, I really thought he was going a different direction when he was talking about, well, a couple of nights ago. That was a and I would have respected it. Like, that's good. It's, it's, Got a reminder of what you bring to the table. <laughs> what is the uh, what What is the gift for a 13th anniversary? Uh, is there a... Are you asking me? Well, I don't know. Yeah, we have Google. This is 2022. We can Aren't easily look like it up. Aren't there like diamonds that signify something for how long you guys have been together? Jeanette, he's asking us. He called me an infant yesterday. And, and well, it's because you, you didn't know the show ER. Like, I mean, is that normal behavior on your part, Stone? I knew is the, that normal? I knew the sax, uh, the saxophone that Kenny G played. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was a soprano saxophone, right? Yeah. Uh, and then you're asking one of the most proudly single people in the world about 13-year anniversary Probably Probably single. 13th anniversary gift is, what is the? A vacation. Really? Take me somewhere and pay for my girls to go on vacation. I don't too. think that's I don't think that's how it is. We'll um we'll we'll get the this figured out because every anniversary has like a theme, has like a gift. Like the golden anniversary that's or the platinum yeah. anniversary. I don't think there's a such thing as the vacation anniversary. What are you doing this weekend now that there's no football? What are you doing this weekend? My family's decided they're going to spend the night in nature. 
That's not bad. Hamping. Jeanette is reconnecting with friends. Stone, who knows? What are you doing without football? Saturdays and Sundays, there's no football. What are you doing this weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. Ken Levick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Speaking of anniversaries, 22 years Dr. Jim Reardon's been doing it at FAU. And by doing it, I mean he is sending the future sports executives into the world after they get the best educations, one of the best in the entire world, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. That's fau.edu slash MBA Sport. And hey, good news, right now, you can sign up for summer semester courses. You can sign up for fall semester courses. You can take them on campus in Boca, FAU. That's where Jeanette graduated from. Or you can take them remotely. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. That's fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU. FAU MBA Sport Management Program. What is the gift for a 13th anniversary? Also, what are you doing without football? The nightmare is here. We have seven months without football. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us, at KLV1063. And when we return... I mean, it's not like it's rare. I was right again yesterday, and it involves Matthew Stafford. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levicka. Oh, I found what the 13th anniversary gift is. What is it? Lace. Lace. That's the lace anniversary. Joe, in Jupiter, you know what to do. Happy anniversary, brother. I don't know why I just did that. That was really awkward, right? That was so awkward. Yeah, I don't know why I did that. I'm actually uh, not glad that that happened. Uh, Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Jeanette Javier, she's in on this Friday. Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. Don't forget about the Ken Levick Alive podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, it's free. It is there for your consumption. Use it for the drive home because, again, 95, the turnpike, the side streets, they're all absolutely terrible. So uh, you might as well do something that makes you happy, and it's listen to us. Or if you're self-loathing, listen to us. The Ken LaVica Live podcast, free wherever you get your podcasts. We're presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Uh, so Matthew Stafford did something yesterday that I knew was going to happen. I knew, I knew, I knew that was going to happen. And by the way, uh, Matthew Stafford's teammate, Buddy Howell, former Florida Atlantic running back, now Super Bowl champion, he'll join us in just a couple of minutes here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, I don't know, Jeanette, if you remember yesterday um, uh, that I said the following, and if, if you don't remember, don't worry, we found it. But you may remember this back and forth we had in regards to Matthew Stafford. Now, let me refresh everybody's memories. He was super drunk on Don Julio 1942, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and so him and his wife were standing on the Rams championship stage after their title rally on Wednesday. And everybody's having a good time and things are wrapping up. And all of a sudden, a photographer who was a good 10 feet away, 8 to 10 feet away from the Staffords, uh, took a bad step and didn't know where she was on the stage and fell off the stage. Pretty sizable drop. 
Uh, and Matthew Stafford, very drunk, looked at it and almost gave like a, oh my God, I can't believe that just happened, and rolled his eyes and, and, and walked to the other direction while his wife, Kelly Stafford, uh, walked to the front of the stage. Now, based on the reaction of people, you would have thought that Matthew Stafford walked up and pushed the photographer off of the stage. The photographer who, by the way, uh, fractured her spine. That's bad. Uh, with that accident. But the reaction, including from people like Jeanette, because Matthew Stafford didn't go check on her, even though there were hundreds of people there and dozens and dozens in the vicinity of where she fell. And chances are she was already getting uh, attention as soon as she fell. Matthew Stafford, people like Jeanette were making it seem like he came up and pushed her off the stage. You were mortified that how dare he not drunkenly slur it. Okay her way from the edge of the stage. Yes. She was there to take pictures of the Staffords. She was there to kind well, of highlight Rams, that moment. Yes. The Rams, not well, just the Staffords. The camera was pointing at the Staffords at that moment. So, and then she took a step back, and instead of, as she fell, mm-hmm. instead of going up to her and just checking up on her well-being, he rolls his eyes and looks the other way. Okay. What kind of decent human being does that in any situation, drunk or sober? See, and I think that the body language is being incorrectly interpreted, misinterpreted. What? If you will. What? What is rolling your eyes? Because with that? I don't think, think I don't think he rolled his eyes with like, oh god, what a dumbass. I think he rolled his eyes with, a, oh my god, I can't believe that just happened. Like, there's a difference. But this is what I knew was going to happen. People like Jeanette, because social media, there were a lot of your type okay. that were crushing Matthew Stafford. I knew, I knew, I knew that this was going to happen. Here's the exchange. Here's where I correctly predicted what's actually taking place yesterday on Ken Levick Alive. I think that we're being a little hard on Matthew Stafford because it's Matthew Stafford because he's the only person we recognize in that video. And listen, there's a GoFundMe. Uh, you're going to shame him into paying for all the medical bills anyways, and she'll have a lot of money left over, and that's great. But Matthew Stafford did nothing wrong. Let me direct you on Twitter to at ProFootballTalk. The Rams... And the Stafford family will cover the photographer's hospital bills and replace her cameras. Guess who called it? This guy, Stone. This guy, or that guy. This guy. Two thumbs this direction. This guy. I called it. I knew it. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't push her. He didn't punch her. He didn't kick her. He ignored her. He didn't her. make contact with her. He his her. wife went to check on her. He, he was eyes. wildly drunk. If he went and touched her, she'd be suing him, saying that she, that he caused further back fractures. He did nothing wrong, but don't worry. Don't worry. Social media, don't worry. Ambush mob, don't worry. He's going to pay for all of her medical bills unnecessarily. You did it. The people of the Bird app doing what they do best. The Bird app doing what they do best. And That's now right. And she's taken care of. How nice is that? That's right. The Bird app, birds of prey, just going and uh, tweet, tweet. finding the next victim. And tweet, 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 tweet. Next thing you know, you're busting out the old credit card. Hey, bring on the medical bills. So don't worry, folks. Matthew Stafford didn't do one single thing wrong. He did. But don't worry. He is going to be covering thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars of medical bills. And why, you ask? Why? Because he unfortunately was within the vicinity of a photographer who walked her own ass off the edge of a stage. Right? Taking No. She was taking pi- pictures of them. She was there for them, doing her job, at least trying to do it. And then she fell. And then, again, what's the, what's the first thing that Matt Stafford does? Oh, my God. I can't believe that happened. 
rolls his eyes. Mm. Did you ever? No, when, you're right. You're, when he, was rolling your eyes ever a good positive thing? You're you're misinterpreting his body language because you. What? Want, how do you misinterpret rolling it's eyes? You want to man hate. You no. Want, you want to hate on Stafford. You want no, to hate on not. Matt Stafford. I think that's it. Yeah. No. If Tom Brady <laughs> rolled his eyes, I'd probably say something about Tom Brady rolling his eyes too. Oh my gosh! Imagine when how Tom Brady, how drunk he was, what he would have done in this situation. He probably would have said, being the goat that he is, oh. walked up to the front of the stage to the area where she fell you know and to make sure. No, let's talk about drunk Tom Brady before we uh, speak to Buddy Howell, uh, former FAU star turned Super Bowl champion with let's the LA talk. Rams. Let's uh, talk Matthew Stafford it. is going to sit there and cover medical bills for someone that he had absolutely nothing to do with. Again, he's paying for medical bills because he happened to be, unfortunately, in the same vicinity as a photographer who, again, on her own, fell off of a stage she and fractured her spine. She was there for a purpose for that. Tom Brady last year, when he was wasted, he endangered his family, his daughter, by deciding that he, like a drunk fool, was going to pick up a really heavy trophy with his kids on board. They're yelling at him, Daddy, no, Daddy, don't do it. And he decided he was going to step to the edge of the boat that could have easily tipped over. Easily tipped over so he could have a little Wait, bit of fun what? throwing mm. the Lombardi trophy. And think about it, too. Then he endangered his teammates because that Lombardi trophy, not light. At really all. heavy. Are and you... it's got sharp edges. What if it goes through Gronk's hands on the other boat? What if someone in that boat trying to catch it falls in, drowns? What if someone gets cut by the Lombardi trophy, hit with that blunt object, suffers a concussion? Tom Brady, he endangered more people with his drunk actions than poor Matthew Stafford, who was simply standing on the stage. Did you just compare a trophy to a human body? You know what else it could have no, done? It's a, it's, you can murder someone with the Lombardi trophy. It could have put a hole in the boat, and then the entire You're boat right. could have sank. You're right. You don't, you don't know the structural or in- integrity of that boat. If they're very expensive boats. They're not boats that probably you would probably own that would have probably be fractured. <laughs> I by will never Lombardi. own a boat. And you know what? I stay out of the ocean. Want to know why? Because everything wants to kill you. No, not really. Dolphins are pretty nice. <laughs> uh, Tom Brady, worst drunk situation post Super Bowl than Matthew Stafford. Absolutely yeah, it's Matt Stafford. Not. Yeah, it's Matt Stafford who's opening up the checkbook. It's a fact. What do you mean absolutely? Tom Brady not? was hey, not Stone. putting anybody else in harm when he decided to throw the trophy. <laughs> Except the people that were tasked with catching the heavy metal trophy. By the way, can but we? But they listen? wanted to do that. Stone, can we listen to me be right one more time from yesterday? You're so over. Get over yourself think that we're being a little hard on Matthew Stafford because it's Matthew Stafford because he's the only person we recognize in that video. And listen, there's a GoFundMe. Uh, you're going to shame him into paying for all the medical bills anyways and she'll have a hmm. lot Bing of money bong. left over and that's great. But Matthew Stafford did nothing wrong. That's correct. Good point, Ken. Thanks, Ken. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. When we return, a man who had his entire college career called by me. As the voice of FAU, I am so proud of this guy, and he had quite, quite a run at Florida Atlantic, literally and figuratively, and now he's a Super Bowl champion, and it's awesome, and I couldn't feel any better for this kid turned grown man, Buddy Howell. His first interview with any local media in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast since he won the Super Bowl on Sunday. L.A. Rams special teams ace, FAU grad Buddy Howell. When we come back, she's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Levicka Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levicka. Buddy Howell, Super Bowl champion, Rams special team stud, former FAU Owl. Mere moments 
away here on Ken Levick Alive. But before we get to Buddy, I want to tell you about another star, and that's my automobile, my Kia K5 GT with those Pirelli tires, fuel efficient, super fun to drive, plenty of room, spacious trunk, and my girls love it too. And what's even great about this car is anytime that I, I turn the car off, it sings me a little song. Like it's really cool. Like it's just the small things about it to lift up my day. And you know what? If you're going to be caught in gridlock South Florida traffic, you might as well be doing it in an automobile that you love. And I love that Kia K5 GT. And where did I get it from? Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. As much as I love the car, I loved the customer service experience more at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. And it's largely because, listen, I'm a dope. Okay, me talking money. It's not good for anybody. Me, my family, my ancestors, nobody. It is not good for me to talk money because I don't get it. It's overwhelming, and I don't like to haggle. I don't like to negotiate. I don't like pressure environments, and that's what every car dealership situation had been in my life until Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. They took care of me. It was a simple, all right, Ken, we're going to treat you like a human being. What are you looking for? What kind of car do you want? And I described it. And they said, why don't, we, why don't you try out this, this, this K5 GT? And it was love at first drive. I love that Kia K5 GT. I love Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. And if you're like me, you've had credit problems. Some of you still have credit problems, and that's fine. There's no judgment. There's a credit clinic on site. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, they are going to work their tails off to find you the financing that's not only going to work for you, it's going to keep working for you throughout the entire duration of your time with that car and with Greenway Kia West Palm Beach so you don't have sleepless nights. We've all been there. I get it. I talk about it because I know I've been in that situation. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, military trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. That's Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. It's where I got my Kia K5 GT. You're going to love your Kia from Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Buddy Howell, Super Bowl champion. I called all of his games at FAU. He has certainly, certainly left Florida Atlantic and left me in the dust because now he's hoisting Lombardi trophies. He's hanging out in L.A. He's a champion. I love the kids. So proud of him, and I got to catch up with him yesterday. Here is our exclusive interview with former FAU man turned Super Bowl champ, Buddy Howell. The, the lead up to the game, just bring me through the morning and then the lead up to the game. Some of the things you're feeling. Um, I can say like being a home game, it felt normal. You know what I'm saying? Like they made it as normal as possible for us. You know, I tried to like, let my family know that I'm going to just do what I do. I can't really deal with the other stuff. So my mom did a good job with helping me with that process. But I think up until shoot, we ran out, and just felt the crowd. That's when I really like started to feel like, all right, like it's here, like <laughs> this the game. And, and you know, for me, it felt like any other game. But you know, them emotions set in, and you know that feeling. You yeah. just it's just different. And I just, that's when I truly felt it because I did a good job with just just make it as normal as possible, just get there. But once we ran out, and you know, I go into the end zone and say my little prayer. That's when I was like, I looked up into the crowd, and I was like, all right. It's showtime. It's real. Like it's here. So you know that's the feeling I got. But man, it's still, it still truly hasn't settled in. I swear it hasn't. 
Yeah, so I, I do want to ask you about that because things were not looking good. Things were looking pretty bleak, and uh, the defense kept you guys in it. Where did you watch the final play from the Bengals' final play? Aaron Donald wrapping his arms around Joe Burrow. How did you consume that? Where were you at, and what went through your mind in those moments? If I'm not tripping, I think I was on the stands. I think I was, like, on the bleachers. I was trying to, like, keep the crowd pumped because I know, like, that crowd noise is something that helped us last game. So, I don't know. I just was trying to get everybody to, you know, come on, let's pump the crowd up. But I was focused on pumping the crowd up. You know, I think I'd be looking at the Jumbotron most of the time instead of looking at the field. And then when I just saw what happened, I was just like, I don't know. I think I was like on the far end by the bench. And I just was like, man, I don't know, dog. It just was like, man. And then I knew I had to go on the field to do like, you know, take a knee. But I was like, Oh, we really won, like, and it still don't feel real, but yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. You still need to go on the field and make sure everything is 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 set and all the business is taken care of. But I got to think you're just floating at that point. You really don't know what's going on around you. You're just sort of in a, a trance in that spot. Yeah, and like like you said, how the game went, like my expectations was always to go in there and dominate. But how the sequence of that game went, that was just – and how it went down like that, that just, you know, shoot, emotions, feels, it's just like, man, relief, prize, like, so much at once. So, like, trust me, you're just like, is this real? Like, for real? Like, yeah, that's it. We're done. You know, every day, you know, you appreciate and you start to feel it more and more. But, man, it's still like, I guess until we get that ring, it won't settle. But it's crazy. Yeah, you got some jewelry coming, which will really bring some finality to it. But uh, when did you get to touch the trophy for the first time? What was it like when you uh, when you held the trophy? When you got near it? Um, I think I, I think I touched it in the locker room to take a picture. It's surreal, man. Because like it's crazy because this group of players, this team, we work so hard, work so efficient, and the environment here is so pure, it's so clean. So it just felt so organic. It felt right. It felt like, you know, it didn't feel like a surprise. Now, that's what I think I'm I'm feeling so much of is like, I'm, you know, most people feel surprised, like we did it. But over here, it didn't really feel like a surprise at one point. It was like expectations were to dominate. Obviously, we gave, you know, some sequences to some, some, some games were a little interesting, but you get the win and that's what's most important. But that feeling of like, man, we work hard and you look at it, we felt like we were supposed to be here. So I think that's really what's holding me back from those true emotions. But man, it's like, it's settling, but it's taking a little moment. I just think about you. You're just a couple of years removed from sitting down with me at Beer Garden in Boca Raton and, and uh, talking about games against Bethune-Cookman and, oh. and, and, and that life. And now you're in a locker room with Matt Stafford and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and Cam Akers and all of those guys, Odell Beckham. Yeah. How wild was this year as a whole for you as you sort of were a little bit late to the party, but then you acclimated yourself real quick in what they were trying to do on special teams? Um, like I say, this organization, man, everybody in the building, around the building just makes it so easy for you to just come in, feel the best you can feel, do what you love to do. And hey, if you need anything, any help, any improvement, they're there for you. And you just feel it and you feel it in a way that you're more open to go to somebody and tell them about something that you probably was hot, you know, hiding or whatever, like just little stuff, you know, 
you know, because you know, as a guy, you want to be tough, but man, over here, it's about being efficient. It's about being effective and being, you know, active. So, man, they made it easy for me. And then, just as a coaching staff, um, Jody and TB and Sean, man, they made it easy, man. They give you the game plan. They teach it well. They install it well. We go out there and we work in. And as a team, we just have faith in each other. So, man, it was just it was just fun the whole way, the whole way. Uh, I do want to ask you about um, getting to L.A. because you come from Houston where, to be honest, if you, you got another season in Houston, you're not going to be in this situation. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Donald said yesterday, hey, this is sort of a super team. Uh, you were able to to jump into this situation and get yourself this opportunity. I mean, I think it speaks to the sacrifice that goes back to your senior year of college where you realized, hey, this is going to be my path. This is how I'm going to get in the league. It sort of seems like that mindset is sort of what puts you in this spot. Um. Yeah, man. And just, you know, knowing your role. Accepting my role, I kind of accepted it early. And, man, one thing about football or being an athletic person or just being in a competitive sport, when you line up on the field, is you versus the other person. Is you versus that person that you're designed to block. Is you versus that person that you're designed to beat. And you either have to make a choice to go out there and be average or you could go out there and make a choice to be disruptive. And I choose to be disruptive. I choose to, you know, take my, you know, how everybody knows me at that aggressive runner as a running back let me be that aggressive special team person and that's all I do man it's fun for me because man that's it just let me play free it just let me do me and it's no real you know technique to it other than just going out there and being dominant being the winner winning your one-on-one so hey if you can't want to win your one-on-ones you know what I'm saying but if you can win your one-on-ones on the upside hey you can impact on special teams and you know I'm a person that I'm not selfish to you know not understand that what I do impacts too. So I don't have to run the ball to be happy. I just want to do whatever I can do to go out there and help my teammates, which is blocking to spring a return of free or going out there trying to block a point. Man, I'm, I'm happy, whatever. I just help these guys and help the people on the field. That's the type of person I am. And that's why I think, you know, I've had a lot of success along my path because of the type of player I am. I'm just a team player, man. And I just be out there having fun and I try to encourage everybody else. Hey, let's ride. Hey, hey. That's that's the buddy how I know. That's the buddy how I re- uh, I remember. Now, uh, what was what was the difference in feeling from uh, from being on the field for the Super Bowl and being on the field for the 2017 Conference USA Championship game? Sure, those are similar moments. Man, honestly, it's like the same thing in a way because like you know the Super Bowl was a little bit more hyped up because this is the one. But being where I come from, being from where FAU came from, changing that program. It was, you know, you get that similar feeling. And obviously, you know, being a part of it, you know, running the ball and on special team, it's like, man, like, I kind of got that same buildup because, you know, it probably was a little bit deeper with college because, you know, four years with those guys sure. becomes a little bit more crucial. But over here, honestly, I got the same feeling with these dudes, man, the utmost respect. If they need me today, tomorrow, and forever after, I still got them. So, man, like, it's both, they both have similar feelings, but Super Bowl is Super Bowl. Everybody watching Super Bowl. So, like, (laughs) I can't hide that. I can't hide that back in. Hey, it's one of those that not only did I win, everybody back home won. FAU won. Boca won. Corey Gables won. Coconut Grove won. Everybody's so happy. So, man, that's the one that 
that's that's the the thing that I can say is the difference. The impact that this one did for my community and those behind me. Just a couple more. How does a uh, how does a kid from Coconut Grove? How is he living in uh, in LA? Oh no, I'm chilling, man. I, I'm still I'm chilling with Rari, man. You know, staying out of the way. You know, I don't have too much family up here, so you know I'm a family guy. I like to move around with my family, so you know I'm just waiting to get back home and celebrating and enjoy. But in LA, I'm. I'm chilling. I'm not doing nothing. I'm staying out of the way. I'm not living lavish. Keeping it simple. Taking it easy, though. Taking it easy. That's just how I roll. Uh, your your former teammate Trey Hendrickson is a legitimate star now, yes. and it, what a crazy season he had in Cincy. Did you have a chance to uh, to catch up with him at uh, at all before or after the game? Um, after the game, I you know I grabbed him because I was on the field. Luckily, and I told him I love him. So to keep him head, keep his head up. You know, I know Trey, so he ain't want to say too much, and I just know him. That's me knowing my teammate, but yeah, I know the work that he put in to get to that point and to you know lose. It, it's no explanation for it. You know what I'm saying? I just know the feeling, and I wouldn't sit there and try to force him to you know. You know what I'm saying? But Trey know he's made his impact in his league, and people know that he's one of the best in his league at what he do. And I'm so happy for him, man. And I'm so grateful that he had the opportunity to be in that situation and be one of the main stars in that situation. And it's just a blessing for us all. But I definitely was able to tell him I love him after the game. And I know he loved me too. So, hey, that's all I can ask for. I'm already bothering uh, Willie Taggart to uh, get you into Boca so you can uh, show uh, show the, the the ring to the guys once you uh, you get that there. So I'll be on the lookout for a, a message from Coach Taggart because uh, I think the least you deserve is to be able to come show that off uh, to the to the, this current team. Yeah, no, that would be a blessing to do that, man. Because man, I was just there not too long ago, and to get a ring within four years of my you know NFL career. <laughs> I'm so thankful, man. I'm so thankful. That's all I can. That's all I can say, buddy. It's awesome, and it's such a it, it's such an awesome uh, punctuation mark to the, your career. And uh, you've always been great to everybody at FAU. We're super proud of you. Uh, don't think I haven't been bragging. Hey, I called every snap of that dude's college career. So uh, we uh, we're definitely proud of you down here. Uh, looking forward to you getting back home and hanging with family for a little bit and. Uh, rest up a little bit. Have an awesome offseason and truly let this sink in, okay? Appreciate y'all, man. Much love to all of you. Really good to hear from Buddy Howell. I mean, that's just genuine happiness right there. Buddy Howell, Super Bowl champion. Great, great, great to hear from him. And if you missed any of it, the Ken Levicka Live podcast, it is free wherever you get your podcast. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Levicka Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Lavica. Presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Again, Buddy Howell, former FAU running back, turned Rams special teams ace. He's a champion. If you missed any of our interview with him, Ken Lavica Live podcast. Again, wherever you get your podcasts in, it is free. Want to know why? Because I pulled some strings. Because I love you and care for you. It's free wherever you get your podcast. Uh, before we get to our listening lunch, I had an issue this morning. So I typically, I don't know if anybody's familiar with the downtown West Palm area, but there is uh, on, on Dixie, just north of, uh, of Southern, there's a Dunkin' Donuts there, a mm-hmm. Dunkin'. And I, I stopped there a, a decent amount of the time because I, I love Dunkin'. Dunkin', if you're listening, I love you. Uh, and I popped in to get a coffee before I came in. You actually go inside? 
Uh, no, I I order it beforehand, but then I just go and uh, okay, fancy and, and wow. Yeah, I've got okay. the app. I've got the app. I do that whole thing. Uh, but there was this dude in a suburban who, if you if you turn in, there is obviously an exit lane and an entrance lane. Now they're it's not like they're separated by a divider or anything. It's just one thing. One side has one arrow one way. One side has an arrow the other way. This dude in a suburban just parked his big ass suburban in like half of the entrance lane into the parking lot. So you couldn't get in. You could only really get in if you drove a sedan. A dude in a Suburban just stopped and parked his car and walked in, blocking half of the entrance lane to this Dunkin' Donuts. And did did somebody say something to him? No, I mean... That is something where I get out of the car and I have no issue... I was pissed. ...letting him know. And you know what, though? It's a certain type of person that drives a certain type of car. And I got to thinking, like, when you see a certain type of automobile, I feel like more often than not, you can tell the type of person they Absolutely. are. Absolutely. And I'm sorry, I'm going to say this right now. It may offend some of you, and may, and I'm not trying to paint with a broad, broad brush, but I think <laughs> it applies to a lot of you. The people that drive the big SUVs, the big old SUVs, not the little tiny ones, not the... Like the Tahoes? Yeah, like the Tahoes, but I'm talking Suburbans. I'm talking Escalades. I'm talking those types of SUVs. More often than not, you're the type of jackass that's just going to think you can park your car anywhere, right? No lie. So I had a Tahoe. That was my first car. Mm -hmm. But you had an old Tahoe. Yeah. I'm talking about like... It's given to me. you're, You're like souped up big SUV. That's a certain type of person that I don't usually love out in public. Having an SUV gives you a form of power. Like everybody gets out of your way. You yeah. demand the respect. It, it, it is. It's an arrogance. It's an oh, arrogance because... Oh, with the car though. You, Absolutely. But, but why? Like why do you... If you drive a big SUV... Why do you think you're better than everybody? Why do you think you can make your own rules? Why do you think you can park wherever the hell you want? Because you tower over everybody on That's the such road. such trash. When, when you're sitting in traffic, you kind of look down on everybody yeah. like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. You're lower than me sitting in this traffic. They're in the backseat watching TV, watching a movie. Like, it, it, folks <laughs> who drive big SUVs, you're not better than us. You can't just park wherever you want. Stop this. And you know what? This applies, though. If you're talking about interstate driving, the people that weave the most, that tailgate the most, mm. that are the most dangerous and reckless on the interstate, you know what it is? It's those big-ass Hemi pickup trucks. Those are the worst. So I don't mean to paint with a broad brush, but the worst of you on the roads are without question, I think some of you that may own these cars because you have a bit of an inferiority complex. The big old brand new SUVs, you think you can park anywhere you want. Like Jeanette said, you think you're better than us. Or if you have a big ass pickup Hemi and think you can just weave in and out of traffic on 95, tailgate, flash your lights at someone in front of you, honk, I got somewhere to be, I drive a big truck. No, you know what? You can wait like the rest of us, jackass. And it also typically means something that you got a little small, you know. Hey, I wasn't going to say it, but can't argue it. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.